going live. Shay, you we're live. Are we live? <laughs> you knock these bushes down? <laughs> Girl, probably with my back. Listen, y'all know we start the show. Nothing. However, we start the show. What did you say? I need to lay down, cut my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh. us going live over here um this is the energy today so last week when we were at our meeting um we met with you what are you doing <laughs> oh you don't hear myself yeah she got it um you had left and shay and i were sitting opposite of each other on the the bench on the benches <laughs> on the bushes <laughs> on the benches and she's like working away and I just kept like moving side to side and I lay down I'm like oh forget it I just lay down on the bench on the picnic table and she was like y'all right over there and I was like yeah I just gotta lay down on this bench because my butt <laughs> said it like she was about six years old six years old and she was like I know exactly what you're talking oh, my about butt. <laughs> my butt hurts my butt hurts so I'm doing work like doing deep I'm doing deep work like creating we're building our empire laid out on a picnic table at a public restaurant <laughs> That's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> the size of things lately. My eyes are straight up watering. There are a lot of messages that are like 107. I look over there and it's like, what? Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of messages I think that are supposed to come through today through our exchange. Hi, mm. welcome to the Mindful Misfit, the podcast from the Spiritualist Collective. I am a love. This is Lizzie B. And to my left, your right, that's Shaylee. Um... That's probably the cleanest intro we've had. I like it. Sure. It's tight. At least for me. You guys have done a great job. I usually trip better. over my tongue. I Speaking of the messages. Yeah. What you got? <clears throat> Look, a gray hawk flew over my oh. head on the way here. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up. The rattle song. Oh, what? That's the song. Hold on. Cosmic symbols. The hawk is the courageous is as courageous a bird as the eagle. Therefore, hawks represent the strength and courage of the warriors. Mm. In fact, compared to the eagle, the hawk is swifter and attacks its prey in a more decisive manner. Mm. Nice, right? Yeah. So I wonder if your vision last week was like, what if we were to invert that vision? Elizabeth had a vision. It wasn't a vision. It was like real life. It was real life, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, had a vision of, was it a red tail hawk or was it just a hawk? Oh, was it a red tail hawk? It took me a minute to catch yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was a red tail hawk because mm -hmm. I was so focused on the fact that it had its prey. You were like, oh shit, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean? Like a hawk flew over. I was driving. A hawk flew over like to a point where it like almost looked like it was coming down over my windshield. And it was so close. I could see the prey in its talons. And I'm pretty sure it was a mouse. Mm. But I had not ever seen that. I, I think it was a rat. I was about to a say rat. Mouse, it rat. Was that. Yeah. Oh, I, hey, what happened to our light? Oh, right. Everything was stripped <laughs> since last time we were here in the treehouse. Yeah. All, the, all of the things got stripped. <laughs> Rare, find the just a natural glow. Just a <laughs> natural glow from the right side. Slow yeah. motion this side. <laughs> mm. 
if anybody watches Ralph Smart out there, you know what that's about. Breathing in that good ass prana. Hey, do you want to breathe for just a second? Okay. Yes, we need a ground. Do I need a ground? I'm not grounding. You know why? Because we're about to get all of the messages. You guys can hold me down. I'm gonna be up there. Yeah, I'm gonna be up there so we can like see. So do I? Hi. Hi. Look, me listen. Too. This is the only prison that we live in. Can you see that? It's a prison of overthinking. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Do you understand that that is a death sentence? Don't overthink anything. Just go with your heart. Feel Always it right in here. That's where we're at right now. Absolutely. Now, the piece of that that we, we need to, there's another piece of that because it's easy to say, just go with your heart. But what if your heart is leading you in the wrong direction because you have no idea who you are? So figure out who you are first. Easier said than done as well. Uh, yeah, big time. It took us a minute to get to the point Simple where we... Simple ain't easy, where we are um, have an outline. I have a pretty, pretty decent idea of who I am. I have mm -hmm. a pretty I decent idea of like what my identity is and what that's made of. Um, and that allows me to step into a place where I am mostly free of overthinking and just being guided by my own inner compass, my heart, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that last week. That was some deep shit. Mm -hmm. So the hawk flying overhead with the rat. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a rat. But what if we were, and we were in this space where we were thinking that, and I think we were receiving this from like multiple ends, that it was like, we were the prey, right? We need to be mindful. We need to be protective. We need to hold our boundaries. We need to be in this space where we are um, dictating our moves and not being, um, not having that dictated for us on the outside. But what if, according to your reading that you just had, we flip that? We're the warriors. That's right. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was telling her in the car, I watched uh, Wonder Woman. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the running, they could always improve the running. That's where <laughs> they lose me. Like I watch people run. I don't know why. Keanu Reeves, if you're out there and you happen to watch this podcast, you're my favorite runner in the world. <laughs> I'm highly entertained by his running. Is it real awkward? <laughs> I, it's kind of awkward. It's a little bow-legged. He always looks like he's working so hard and I admire that. And we mm -hmm. always, we already know know how I feel about him so watching him run Johnny Utah is like um a gift so I'm always watching people <laughs> run <laughs> because I grew up as a coach too so it's always chip hip chip hip chip hip chip right and so you're watching this woman like run and it's like they cannot take take the the 70s cartoonish vibe like out of the special effects even it's 2000 what 2020 when this movie came out so she's like it's real cheesy but the message behind what it is that she's doing is really special and there's a part when she's talking to her amazonian sisters about like what it was that they were there to do and she spoke about the women of this tribe as um the peacekeepers as opposed to the warriors like the warriors will fight, right? They're they're geared towards fighting. Whereas the peacekeepers will only fight to keep the peace. And I mm. like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm I can relate to that. Yeah. 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 That feels real good to me too. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanna talk about some things that happened this weekend. How was your weekend? It was I feel like good. we I looked at you on Thursday. Was it Thursday? We left class on Thursday. You were in class on Thursday evening? We didn't do it. Was it Thursday? Oh, God. Yeah, we didn't like, do it. When did I see I you? I was like, what did we do Thursday? 
When did I see you last? I feel like it was Thursday, but it, we just... We oh, yeah, it was at Cherrywood. That was, right. that was Thursday. Yeah. Right? We hit Cherrywood together. You departed early, mm -hmm. and then Shay and I left a little bit later. After we left, it was like, oh, my God, I'm probably not going to see you. And then we went poof. And, like, you went to your world, and you went to your world, and I fell into my world, and we had, I think, probably three separate we have not really talked about what our <laughs> weekends true. were like i feel like we probably had three completely separate we obviously had three completely separate um um kind of whatever events happened in our lives but i have a feeling uh, i know the way that things work that they we're supposed to talk about these things and see how they come together yeah i know a little bit about your weekend i was a little bit jealous because <laughs> you were on the water and water is a big thing Given my messages that <laughs> coming through on Friday, the whales. Yeah, everything is about the whales. Um, how was your weekend? It was a great weekend. Busy, yeah. like super busy. Lots of pet care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there was something I was going to mention. Oh, maybe it had to do with uh, the exchange I had with this woman yesterday. It was kind of interesting. Um. Oh. I saved a turtle. I think I'm officially a Texan now. I think that's the that's the key is when you've stopped your car because there's a turtle in the road and you save its little life. It's true. Um, you've saved a turtle. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I have two. Yeah. Like stopped in the middle of the road. I didn't even scrunch my face. Like, of, of course. course. <laughs> of course. I'm a Texan. Yes. Yes. I like, saved a dozen turtles. She's like, I'm a Texan. Like, so obviously. Save the so I feel like I got initiated into actually oh. Texanhood oh. by saving the turtle. Yeah. yeah, I was driving down the street. Thank and you I, for your service. Yes, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Uh, um, yeah, past this, I saw a turtle. I was like, what? So I made a U-turn, and as I turned, the car that passed, it clipped it. So the whole thing was spinning, just the spinning. So sad. And I picked him up. She, I believe, because I consulted with a veterinarian after <laughs> You went in after that. <laughs> did. I need and to know everything little, there is to know about turtles. There was a little crack on the shell, but it was minimal. Mm -hmm. um, and it was bleeding. So oh, they're nice. vascular. I didn't realize that either. Uh, but yeah, I sent a picture to the, the all-knowing vet. And she gets back. She's like, I think it's a girl. And also, they usually cross the street to lay eggs. So oh, put her too far from where you found her. Was that Doctor Styles? That was Doctor Paula Baker. Oh, that was Doctor Baker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she is the turtle doctor. Yeah, she she's actually in retirement, quote yeah. unquote. Uh, is working on the seashore with uh, the Ridley turtles, right? Yeah, so she That's does big work there. So immediately, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this turtle. I, this is what I've done. <laughs> this is what turtle. happened. And this is what happened. Oh. So yeah, so I just put it back. I walked it across the street and I put it like the shore of the pond to where mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was coming from. Mm -hmm. um, then I waited a little bit, but like stepped back and then I saw her and she got up and she walked back and went into the pond. So I felt like, all right, I'm a Texan now. <laughs> I saved the turtle off the street. It's only been how long? What? Have you lived here? Oh, like 16 years, but then that didn't count because <laughs> I hadn't saved a turtle off the street yet. There you go. So you made now, it. You landed. Now you know. And then this morning I had a brief conversation with an old timer outside of a coffee shop. And Would he, you call him an old timer to his face? This guy I probably would. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just because of the tone of his voice and mm -hmm. the way the conversation <laughs> Oh, you old. He said some terms that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, but and nothing terrible, but it was just like, I was like, oh yeah, you definitely age yourself by using that term. 
what he was saying about how is we were on the corner of 45th and medical parkway and he was like i remember when this was just two lanes and when you went north of here it was a gravel road and this part was the yankee part of Austin, because this is like the you're leaving Austin once you get to like 45th and and Lamar, yeah. 45th and Medical Parkway. Wow, like going yeah. north, you're like out of Austin at that yeah. point. Um, so yeah, he said like how central. interesting it was. Right. Yeah, it is. North it central. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just how much change, you know, has occurred. Mm-hmm. But he did mention something about a tug of war that used to happen between. And I think if I remember correctly, he called like people on the north side of Austin, the Yankees, and the people on the south side of Austin, the Bubba's. And they used a the tug of war across the river. They had a tug of war. I he wish they would bring it back. This man told mm-hmm. me about this. Today I learned mm-hmm. about this. So yeah, so they get. Of Austin. Right? Got people wanting to tug of war. They ain't trying to yeah, listen to nobody trying to do nothing good. Let's bring I back the tug of war between the Bubba's and the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll have to, those are the terms, we'll have to rephrase it for our current, yeah. current you know, Make environment. But, um, oh, but yeah, so this tug of war would occur where they get the folks from the north side of Austin and the folks from the south side of Austin. Mm-hmm. He said you'd have to, you know, line them all up. You get the big guys on your, you know ready to hold and then everybody had their beer and you couldn't spill your beer mm. then you had to and he said the bub is always one of course yeah so, always so the tug of war <laughs> in austin that was like a legit when he was telling me about it i was like it's just like a just like an idea of, no it's a physical yeah. actual tug did he of war. say when it ended like how mm-hmm. long it, because i haven't heard that either no. but yeah, man, that would be fun. So Probably yeah, fun fact: current city administration took over, <laughs> right? So fun fact: you can you can save a turtle off the street and be okay. officially, unofficially a Texan, and also bring back the tug of war. Let's mm-hmm. let's bring back the tug of war. I think I'm, I'm about I'm about that life. I say that we bring back a lot of things. <laughs> I'm on a mission to bring back a whole lot of stuff that um, this city in particular, and if you're out there, we are based in Austin, Texas. I am an Austinite. I'm an Austin original. Call it a unicorn. Call it what you want. Call it a unicorn. That's uh, what I am, and which is really interesting because one of the things that I am, multifaceted human being being the other, um, really interesting to have people say that it's always a topic of conversation and then when somebody you know oh where are you from when did you get here it happened this morning oh when did you get here i'm from beaumont and i was like i was actually born here what you've seen everything literally everything when i was in high school we would it's just the truth um i grew up in a town outside of austin and we would come into town on the weekend this was when i was in high school like i said um and go through the drive-thru and pick up alcohol from the drive-thru with our homie billy he was a 65 year old black man who would serve us alcohol just from the side of our car with like brown paper bags just like right over there from yeah. where we are right now it was a different place to live rosewood it's interesting because juneteenth is this weekend right <laughs> saturday rosewood used to be bumping all weekend long now we drive by and it's like you've got i was struck by this today you've got um subsidized homes mm-hmm. on one side mm-hmm. and then you've got this entire condo on the other side that is actually blocking the sunlight from these subsidized homes i have family members who live my mother 
lived in the house that you could actually probably, if we were to look out that window, we could see the tree that is planted in the front yard where my mom grew up. So, so, cool. so <laughs> right. It's awesome that we're right here right now shooting this and some things that are in the works that we're going to talk about probably today. Um, at least as a, as a business, if not here, um, it's very interesting what is happening to this city. We drove by on the way, Shay, because of my car. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's happening right now. Um, so I'm riding with Shay from yoga over here. We're driving past on Cesar Chavez, right in the heart of downtown, past City Hall. <laughs> and City Hall is surrounded by tents right now. Mm -hmm. Because they have moved all of the tent, not all of the tent cities, but a chunk of the tent cities from where they are removing these people who have built these tent cities because they have changed the city ordinance and we no longer allow tent cities, which is a whole other complicated issue. Um, remove those tent cities and started camping out in front of City Hall. So mm -hmm. these people who work at City Hall have to breach this line of people who are now living on the property of the city of Austin. Every day they go to work. Every single day they go to work. It's a madhouse out here. It it's a madhouse. I did, uh, went, uh, bought a bunch of P. Terry's and went, handed it out to some folks mm -hmm. this weekend. It was interesting uh, just seeing how they're living right there. Did you go to the city hall area? No, I went under I-35 near okay. airport. And it's like oh. concentrated, you know. Yeah. Now some of them have it set up where it's like almost like there are a couple of tents or like living spaces. Sure. So like one's like a sleeping space, one's like living so sometimes area. it'll be like one person with two tents, but then other ones are like couples and you know groups of people kind of living together. But even in one little section, I mean, I blew through twenty combo meals in five minutes. Just walk. I bet you did. Can. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, you know, I don't know what the answer to that is, like how to solve that issue. But, uh, but I can say that it's not okay for people to feel like they can't do anything else except for live on the street. I don't think it's right that we don't offer housing for the people to be able to integrate them back into society. There's one organization here that I know for sure does that, the Local Loaves mm -hmm. Community First. They do offer like housing for homeless in transition and mm -hmm. then it helps them to um, start learning how to live in a community again, you know, working and things like that. But I think we're just wild. I think when we're looking at this, we are looking at these communities, You, I think it, it's best served to look at it from two different lenses. Mm -hmm. You've got people who are in a space of transition and who are attempting to move out of that space and into out of homelessness and into homes. Mm -hmm. And then you've got people who just want to live that way. No, they just yeah. want to be off their, they their car. Like yeah. 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 Exactly. They want to live that way. So I think yeah. when you go to a community like that, those people in particular, in my observation and what I have heard from people who have actually spent time um, with mental illness, with PTSD, with um, drug addiction and homelessness, they are making a conscious decision to be there when it looks the way that it does, when you've set up an entire living situation, yeah. right? Um, there's a, that's a very, very, that's a very different solution um, than 
for those people than the people who are had fell on hard times or oh, have yeah. been left in some regard with certain situations that are difficult to transition out of. That's what and he, so yeah, that's her big pain point. That, uh, yeah. For yeah. you, right? With Huge. seeing all of it from an outside perspective yeah. is you feel that some of those that are choosing that lifestyle mm-hmm. are diluting the overall, oh, absolutely. you know, to rec- so that we can't, it's harder for us to recognize those people that really, truly need the help right. to even reach out a hand. And I chose that specific area because I, I do, I look whenever I'm passing by, we have tons of communities of homeless living in tents right here. And there's little pockets in different areas. And the particular one that I stopped at, cause I've seen it quite a few times and it feels different then say there's one on like 71, like Ben White and I-35. Now that's a whole different feel because they got some stuff going on down there. Like Mm -hmm. it's a whole organized situation and I can see it just passing the intersection because I look at it. I don't avoid it and just pass by it. I'm watching and I'm looking and I'm watching how they're interacting. And yeah, they got like cars parked out there. Like they have like some stuff going on. Like it's organized right Mm -hmm. there. And then, so I was like, y'all don't need my help because y'all choosing that life. And then there's the one on like Pleasant Valley and um, Riverside, and Riverside. And to me, that's where the the most of the mental health sure people live. Right, it's like people, it's it's super rowdy. I mean, I've seen people in precarious situations in that intersection just in the you know two three minutes at a red light. Sure. Um, and then this other spot, I could tell like just felt different, really. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so well, that combined with some other um, choices that have been made as far as our city council is concerned, um, it has definitely opened the door to a lot of possibilities in regards to what is actually happening on the ground in this city. 13 people were shot this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> from what I've read, I haven't updated myself as of today, but yesterday, um, the little bit that I read about that is that um, nobody died, thank God, and they have not recovered a gunman, which is also very interesting and have also, the FBI is now here. And you know my brain, the way that it connects all of these things. There is not one thing, there are no coincidences. There are some things that are happening just below the surface here on the micro, which I will call our community the micro, that mimic and mirror the macro in regards to what is happening on the larger scale. I think there's going to be a lot that comes out this week in regards to the truth of why things are happening the way that they are. And I think um, we are experiencing it here um, on in Austin (laughs) um, expressly because of the leadership that's happening here, which is in direct opposition to our actual governorship. So what we experience is this back and forth, yes, exchange of, um, I mean, there's a real life battle happening for this land in particular. And when we sit and we think about it from, from our 
from the spiritual perspective and the way that we live our lives, we can definitely feel that there is an energetic battle that's happening for this space in particular. Um, and it's very difficult to walk through the city and not understand that that's happening. Again, like you said, because you choose I, I to look at it, how could you not yeah. be aware of things? And I, maybe mm -hmm. I'm just feel like, feel like um, that's like a blessing for me to be able to see the things, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I, it's interesting because I, I'm I'm aware, right? I, I'm aware of my safety, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm not blind. I know that I can be physically harmed, right? So so with that awareness, I also don't pay attention to a lot of things, right? So so basically, um, consciously the shotting, you don't pay attention. The, sh the yeah. shotting, yeah. the shooting that yeah. happened. No, like I consciously don't, like, I don't really, I, I never watch news. I hardly right. know what's going on half right. the time. And then what's funny is that a month will pass and all that's old news anyway. Yeah. So I just really didn't even right. waste any You're time living your life. But yeah. you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions about that with mm -hmm. me and that is what it is. But um, like for instance, the, so I didn't know about the shooting except for a friend was like, is everybody in Austin? Okay. And I was like, Oh, I guess something happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like came across that. But the other thing is like, when I went down this nice young guy, Michael had met, I met him first. Um, and then he, I'm walking with him because I, I told him I didn't want to intrude on people's space. And he's like, I'll walk with you. And so we walked and he looked super young mm -hmm. to me, like a looking young guy. Yeah. And I was like, how are you out here like this? You know, and he's like, is a hell of a drug. It could be. Yeah. Um, but nice guy. Right. And he, as we're walking away from my car, he says, is your car locked? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's locked. Like, don't you worry, homie. Like, I know, I know I'm like a sweet lady out here, but also not naive and I'm not, not stupid. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Aware yeah. Of, of the possibilities. Oh yeah. And how to prepare myself for that potential, yeah. you know, danger. Sure. So I think um, that, you know, that shooting, that's, definitely one thing that's very front facing mm -hmm. that everybody can kind of pick up on, you know, people are checking in on Facebook, like Austin, I'll check in on right. Austin, which is just, I don't, I know, whatever. Um, but I think it's indicative of where we are moving as far as this week is concerned. Like I said, I feel like there's a lot of truth that's going to be revealed. Some of us have been anticipating this truth for some time, right? Some of us for, for probably about six months invested their entire life into this moment right now. <laughs> I don't know who we could be talking about, um, but spent six months diving really deep into what is going to be revealed. What I really feel like we are going to be able to um, see on a massive scale, the amount of corruption that we have endured for lifetimes so do you think with what is coming like talking this week do you mm -hmm. think that that's going to be kind of come to the surface in a sneaky way or do you think the masses will know about it i think it is going to the mo of how they like to do things and by they i mean the media and the people who control the media so be mindful obviously those of you who are out there who are watching this i i feel like we have a pretty savvy audience like you guys have grown with me through a lot of this and you've heard me say some crazy shit 
along the way. When I used to run the Waking the Collective IG and some of the things that I was talking about there and some of the things that I've shared just in my life um, over the past probably 18 months to two years, some of the things that I've learned in expo being exposed to an entirely different reality in regards to the world and the country, um, which was a part, a huge part of my own spiritual awakening, awakening was coming into the understanding that this is upside fucking down world, right? <laughs> Period. And so anything that you see out there, you could pretty much take the opposite and it's true. <laughs> um, so inversion is a real thing. Now, the way that they like to run things is to present you with something. They're painting this picture and have been of some time um, of what they want you to look at over here. Distraction, distraction, mm -hmm. distraction, mm -hmm. distraction, distraction, baka baka over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, and this is like probably a pretty bad thing. This is rough over here to look at, mm -hmm. but it's going to draw you to like yeah. hold everybody's attention, right. to draw your attention, to gather the fear, which they use to um, also capture your energy <laughs> and then cycle it back and as their fuel source. So they're, they're saying, look over here, look over here, when something incredibly mm -hmm. huge is happening over here, that it might take some time for this big thing over here to leak, for us to really understand it. And even when we see it, because of the programming that has happened over here, we won't believe it. What do I think is in this box over here that when you're looking at your TV, what they're trying to show you, they're trying to set you up for several things right now. One of those things is the, um, I think that we might be, and I've been on this for a minute, um, and I think it's probably taken about a year and I'm gonna say some crazy shit, but I really think that this <laughs> is what they're going to do. Um, they've been trying to um, drip, drip into our consciousness. They do that too, um, aliens. The arrival of aliens, right? And painting the, this picture <laughs> of the aliens coming, right? Oh, in I, I'm, I'm laughing because that, like, now they're starting to say that. Sorry, I'm all snapping things. Um, now they're starting to be like, oh, oh yeah. the navy. Oh yeah, that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was true. It was yeah, true. remember that? It's like oh. yeah. Here's we a video that, that was already. that's two or three years old yeah. to pacify you. Right? From the Navy, right? Oh, the CIA. Oh, comes out all of a sudden. Here, look over here. And they're just slowly trying to piece these things in. <laughs> the jig is up. The jig is up. <laughs> up, right? Oh, well, first of all, some of us out here actually are. So there's that. Um, so we know that that's true. But second, using that as a distraction technique. Oh, everybody's. And also what they're going to do is starting to going to start to create this atmosphere of fear around this. And so I think what they're going to do with, with the whole alien situation is fabricate some shit. It's not really going to be the aliens that we, that, that are actually here. It's going to be these other ones <laughs> that are not the real ones, but that's neither here nor there. Meanwhile, what's happening over here is <laughs> we are this is what I really, really think is going to happen. And what they are not covering right now is how this current election is going to be overturned. And that I think is what is really ultimately going to happen right now this morning in um, Arizona. In case you guys don't know, the auditing, um, they are auditing several states right now in regards to election fraud. Mm. Yeah, that's happening. And it's huge huge arizona is already it's looking like they're going to overturn arizona so this is going to ripple throughout the country 
we already know the vitriol that exists between these two partisan um, entities, right? And one of them looks like it would be ideal for the most part until that thing got into office. And then we see what's happening with the um, instability in the stock market and what's happening there with our money, what's happening. All of, there was peace in the Middle East six months ago. There was peace. They sat up there at the White House and signed peace treaty. And now we're at war in Syria again in six months. Tell me. Yeah. There's some nonsense up. I think we're about to see that. Now, what they will do to cover that, cover this whole situation that's happening over here. is be like, look, I got this rabbit in a hat. They here. will do that. They will pull the rabbit out of the hat. They will shoot the rabbit in the head. They will continue to pull the rabbit babies out of the hat. They will do whatever it takes in order to cover up what's happening over here, cover up the reality of the children of these po uh, politicians and what they're doing on this side. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the nonsense. Mm -hmm. This is why coming into your heart and listening to your own understanding in regards to what you know the truth of your own being becomes the most important, your connection to source, your connection to the universe, your connection to the people who are in your world becomes the most important thing because that is where truth lies. And mm -hmm. in our communication with each other, we can put the pieces together. What they want more than anything, what their biggest fear is, is that we will start, it's like mom and dad, right? When you're the kid and you're trying to wreak havoc in the home, what is the worst thing that can happen um, when you're trying to get away with nonsense? For them to disagree and not come like Well, the worst thing that could, they could happen if you are trying to, as the child, trying to get away with something, right? As if the parents oh, as if could, they're on the same page. If they come yeah, together yeah, yeah. and they have a conversation. Well, mom and dad, the masculine and the feminine within each of us, the masculine and the feminine out there in the world is starting to come together and that is their worst fear. And there is not one damn thing they can do to stop it. Not one thing they can Unless do to stop it. you let it. No. So like, so Even don't, that. you know, I agree fully exactly. And I'm glad that you said that about like discernment, like sure. knowing yourself because all these things are going to happen in your outer environment that can, that are purposely, purposefully fear inducing because that can control people when you're under fear and duress you, you can be controlled pretty well that way so it's extremely important when all these wild things are happening across the states and the news is blasting every murder and and misconduct and more uh, that's happening is that can induce fear amongst the masses and so but you don't have to participate in that you, really you can don't. actually just not live in that world and you know I, I the say easiest this way to not live in that like, world is to just make any sense but I'm turn like, it off nah, dude like i don't off. watch the news like i actually don't know what the fuck's going on half the time yeah. and look how happy i am <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and also it doesn't stop me from like it doesn't take away from my livelihood like we can still function and manage and eat and help each other and yeah. build income and like grow businesses and be independent and all these things and sovereign completely sovereign without participating in the fear-mongering machine that is is well in play. We've dipped we dipped out of that some time ago. I dipped out. Yeah, all the way. We're like, bye. I was talking to somebody this morning about like the way that I've lived my life um, over probably the past 18 months. My kids have never attended a school. They've never worn a mask to school. 
if they have worn a mask, it was because they were with their grandparents um, and their grandparents were uncomfortable with the situation that they were in. And I think I can probably count on one hand how many times that has happened. That was really, really important to me that my children, A, never saw me in a mask. Fuck that. That can fuck all the way off. You're not going to cover my face as their mother. I don't think so. My faith comes from a higher place. And if that, if something that is moving through the atmosphere is going to take us a listen, you got this little, you got this little mask on with this elastic back here covering, you know, around your ears. Do you really think the something on the level of the bubonic plague is going, you're going to be protected against that with a bandana or a mask from Walgreens. Let's think logically about it. I realize we're jumping out out here, but fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. It's This is about people's lives and they are toying with people's lives and have been for some time. And I'm not going to sit back and not have, not say my truth. Mm. Do you guys know who China Ann McLean is? I'm not sure. Okay, so China Ann McLean is an ex-Disney star, believe okay. it or not. And there's a special class of Disney star, um, particularly the Black female actresses that have come through Disney that have been treated particularly um, poorly, mm -hmm. I will say. And so she's gone through an entire evolution. And what she has to say about this current, current cycle um, and how... You know, there are so many truth tellers, in my opinion, right? This is the truth that I have received, right? This is the truth that as you guys have received it. There are so many coming forward because and what she, the um, analogy that she used, which was from her father, which is great, is like, if, if let's say that you are um, at my house and you, I know that there are snakes in the yard. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go into my backyard and to go whatever you're going to go chill or sit. And I was to not to tell you that there were snakes in my yard. What kind of person would I be? And I know for sure that there are snakes in that yard because I have had firsthand experience with those snakes in my yard. Mm -hmm. But I let you, a friend of mine, my sisters, go into the yard and not say anything about the snakes. What kind of person, what kind of character am I? I mean, you're not looking out for the homies. Not looking out for the homies. That is not love. Now, what I will do, I'm going to tell you, hey, there are snakes in the yard. I'm just letting you know. You can do with that information what you right. will. You are free to go into the yard if you like, but there are snakes out there. They got snakes out there this big. I remember the first time I heard Ice Cube say that in Anaconda. I thought I was going to lose my mind. Yeah, they got snakes out there this big. That's where we're at right now. I think that there is a lot of truth that's going to come out in regards to now we're in this YouTube world now, right? And so we have to be very careful, which in itself, in itself is fucking ridiculous. I know. I've already thought about that so many times. I'm like, well, this episode's shot. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. We're putting it out there either way. I don't, I don't think happy. I said the B word. I don't think I said the C word. I don't, I did say the B word. And the M word. I will say too that I'm glad you tell me about the snakes in the yard. Yeah. And then I might still venture out in the yard. Yeah. I'm just going to bring a knife. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. You ready? You know? yeah. But also, if I'm not feeling up for that, yeah, I may just sit inside and avoid the yard. I mean, and just bypass. But I know thing. what's not going to happen yeah. is you're not going to judge me for either 
taking my machete out to the yard <laughs> with the snakes mm-hmm. or sitting inside and avoiding the snakes. And I know, I know the they, other thing, you're not going to sit inside avoiding the snakes mm-hmm. because and sitting in fear. Mm-hmm. You're just going to know, all right, I'm just going to stay away from it. I don't need to go it's not going to, you know, induce a bunch of fear in you that's going to then navigate. Keep me from going out in the backyard. Mm-hmm. They got all these monkey fighting snakes on this <laughs> Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> No, we are avoiding all the snakes. But I mean, and that that in itself is indicative also of the inversion because a snake, it's interesting that that is the, the analogy because a snake, if you were to go way back, the snake is creation and transformation mm-hmm. more than anything. It's the, I forget the Ouroboros. Is that the medical? Oh, caduceus. Yeah. Medical caduceus. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't come up with the, the term for it. But interestingly enough, the snake is representative there. So how could it be so terrible? Well, you also know that that same caduceus is the um, is the visual representation of kundalini energy. Mm-hmm. Kundalini yeah, energy is awesome. the most powerful healing energy. I believe that exist. I mean, think about how we move through that energy with booty and what happens in just an hour spent with really managing it in a way that is effective. I mean, it carries people. What did homegirl say when she was leaving class today? Which one? Uh, <laughs> Zoe. She was leaving class today. And she, I was like, how, how do you feel? Yeah. You feel good? You just left class. I taught class this morning. And she was like, I had to come back. This is somebody who on the surface, you know, I'm not going to judge anybody, but just looking at her body type, she looked like she practiced some yoga in her life, had spent some time on the mat for sure, had spent some hours. So I was like, and always interesting to see what somebody coming from like a real yogic background has to say about Mm -hmm. their experience with booty. And so I was like, how do you feel? What do you think? She's like getting ready to leave. She was like, this class always makes me feel like I have tapped into some energy that I haven't been able to tap into previously. And I honestly feel like a warrior goddess. Yeah. Go home and do that. So we know that this power, this energy that we have here in ourselves, we don't need to seek it out there, is incredibly powerful. And it does, I mean, there's a reason why they show the snake. There is no fear there. Man, and it's interesting too, like just about when you talk about inversion and kind of like, you know, a lot of, I think there's a good majority of people who don't really believe in energetic exchange or don't quite, um, I don't know if believe in it or just have not experienced that, you know, in their own life. But I was thinking about it this weekend because I, I, I feng shuied my bedroom. Oh, I rearranged lovely. my bedroom. Doesn't it feel so good? So it's like a whole flex. Like all I did was like move the bed to a different wall and like shift a couple of things around. But the main things that I kept in mind was um, facing the bed as close to west as I could. I'm a little mm-hmm. more northwest. Um, but also they talk about not having your bed in direct alignment with a door a window or a mirror because that's where the energy flows through Mm -hmm. right and so and then having like your head against a wall on the east and you're facing the west right so mine's like basically 
um, you know, I see the door. It also puts you in the commanding position okay. when your bed is in a section of the room that's facing the door, but not directly in front of it because okay. the energy that flows through, you Thinking don't want to be in that, right? right now. <laughs> so Good. you're in commanding position, mm -hmm. meaning you're probably in the widest part of the room or visualize it and sure. you can see the door. What's fun is like now I can see the door, the windows over there, and neither of them cross my bed, but I have this mirror that I really love very much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and the mirror I wanted there too. So ultimately I put it toward, it is facing my bed, but it's toward the foot of my bed. So now when I'm at the head of the bed, I can see the door. And then I can see the door in the mirror. Oh, that's too. some powerful stuff. You got some triangulation. Girl, happening. And I was feeling like, yes. And then also the mirror, what I read about is that ideally you don't want an antique mirror because that mirror carries the energy of the past. That's right? a straight up portal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm feeling like I got it down. <laughs> I got it down. But about that on Instagram. What mm -hmm. made me uh, bring oh that God. up, and I, mm -hmm. I still haven't looked into it, but oh, I will. That's it, I, I kind of digress for a minute, but what it was that I was bringing up is like kind of like these old energetic things that people are doing now that they haven't even questioned why that was put into play in the first place. And my thought was, which I don't know, and I need to research it and look into it though, is a headboard and a footboard, baseboard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're not baseboard, that's the ground, but like the footboard mm -hmm. and the headboard, right? Like this is this thing. And we always thought it was like, because of, you know, it's pretty. Right, girl. But I wonder I've been just if it has to do with like saving your energy. Traction. I'm saying, like, what? What if that board at your sure. feet and the board at your head preserves your energy? It probably yeah. does. It doesn't allow degree. things to come in or go out of, like, while you're sleeping. So I'm gonna look into that. I'll report back mm. on what I learned about the headboard and footboard. I do know that it should be wood mm -hmm. above anything else, definitely because of the grounding. So in that regard, for sure, and four poster when you about like that's probably the way that it could go i have a four poster metal bed right now so i'm transitioning into wood when i move into my house cool. house whatever yeah. that is that's what i'm gonna go to but i think you're probably really um uh, right? yeah for, for sure, sure definitely on to something yeah that's why i took my um my glasses off too. Um, hi, it's coming like. Oh my god! I'm like, I should take everything off of my head. I can't have anything on right now. Um, what are because I know that you are really um in tune with this, um, just because of your own energetic makeup. What are you feeling in your body right now? What do you feel? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially the past couple days, mm -hmm. which I know coming off of the weekend that I had can be some of that too, mm -hmm. but it definitely feels strange, like in a transition, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. something's coming. Don't really know what something's shifting. Don't know what it's going to look like, but it's like in between mm -hmm. and, but in an excited way, not mm -hmm. in like a fearful, not in like a anxious, but in like a, good yeah like, yeah like excited yeah you spent some time in the water this weekend yeah which How is always, that feel? Great. always good i saw you like, i mean it was jet skiing so it's a little bit like hey this is grounded spiritual <laughs> we can get our water time in like yeah. super action i'm i'm down with yeah. that i saw you jet skiing oh, so a whole nother animal but yeah, yeah it's fun 
Um, I think moving forward, I mean, the water is like really everything that keep, keep impressing upon me, like how important the water is and how we are looking away from the water as a solution, both a solution to our current collective state, but also, and when I say they, I mean they and my guides and everybody who is kind of on this team, who's on team A-Love, um, which is a a whole flex in it, so <laughs> they got a big job. I always told my mom that that's why she had one kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a big job. Um, and uh, what they keep saying is that the water is both the answer and the problem. Mm. Makes Interesting. Sense. We've yeah. trashed our water. So we, maybe like, like the problem is the... Like left and right. We have trashed our water, but our water has also been trashed, and it is a conduit, a direct conduit from those who do not have our best interest at heart to be able to pump into us directly mm -hmm. whatever they want to. Yeah. So when you're looking at archaic things that we just do, mm -hmm. that we have adopted, I mean, the water, the spigot that's in your kitchen is probably the number one thing that you should honestly be looking taking some second looks at we know we don't drink out of that no we don't house. drink out of it <laughs> like right? we'll be dehydrated before we drink out of that we literally sure. will become dehydrated before we drink faucet water yeah that happened during the the snowpocalypse yeah mm -hmm. i was like I'm, the I'm only reason we like trekked out in it was like we gotta get water yeah, that's it yeah. so if you those of you who are out there this is not like this is not fear but definitely do your research in regards to um which is i mean it's nice to say do your research but the problem is when you go back to do your research the information that's available um oftentimes is outdated um it's not easily accessible and there is an element of falsification to a lot of the information that's out there um there are some tests, Texas schools, mind you, are just, they have not had an audit of their um, plumbing and piping systems ever. It's just now happening. And I have some crazy statistics on what they are finding in the water that is going into our children's schools. This shit must stop. I'm on a whole other, like they, you know, we've all been going through this transition, this, um, this transformation. Um, I think it's very key, obviously that Sonia was here when she was here. It feels like the culmination of like, we're coming into like our own e-closing stage where our wings are coming out and I am yeah. not going to be quiet about this. Mm -hmm. A little bit. You feel that a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. I'm not going to be quiet about these things anymore. The water is key. And if we can, if, if you only need to look at just this, this kind of fact alone and then take it up the rungs in regards to municipalities and regulations. I posted on my Instagram, um, I think it was last night that in Texas and Florida, you can legally and also use as a tax write-off your own, you can create your own rainwater collection system mm -hmm. and have it at your home for you to use, right? And then you can um, use that as a tax write-off. Awesome. 
also simultaneously illegal to do so in Colorado and California. Which is I feel like, like a lot of places. Oh, for that? sure. That's just Arcane. my minimal. This is just like confirmed for me just this weekend in one conversation that I had. Now, if we were to dig a little deeper, you guys are welcome to please email please me. Let us know. Yep connect at beingalove.com or the spiritualist collective at gmail.com send us the information we want to see it um because i know there are some waterheads out there that i personally need to connect to and that we all need to connect to because the water is everything and the whales are talking big shit to me right now and they have been for some time so i'm listening i hear you um but that's just there now if you were just to follow the water you just follow the water and you can see where the corruption goes. Flint still doesn't have clean drinking water. I was water. about to say. Yeah. You look at the corruption of these cities, particularly these chocolate cities. I'm going to go bring it back to Katrina, too, when it comes to water in which you're talking about, like, the not regulating or over-regulating or irregulating, but, like, the whole city got flooded because the levees couldn't withstand and had not been looked at, evaluated, improved on for quite some time. So it was like waiting for that to happen. Just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. You know, just sit. And those people sat in that water for 10 days, I think, floating in there. Follow the money, follow the water. Hmm. Because those are the two things that, one, we have been told that we need in order to survive. So when we're also, we're talking about investing and we're talking about creating our own monetary system over here. When we're thinking about Bitcoin and some other things that you and I have discussed. Right? That's the thing that they control. This is the other piece. It's the water piece. We got to look at when we're talking about sovereignty and where these two things come together. Those are the two pieces that we've got to bring together. So I am invested these are the things that I am invested in more than anything right now is the spiritualist collective, because this is a media company that is rooted in sharing collectively information that will help people live their lives to the fullest. Exactly. 100%. And so I'm completely invested in this. I'm invested in the water because we need it. I have heard stories. I have a really good friend that you guys know who, who did not grow up here, who grew, in a, grew up in a country in South America where they used water as leverage over the people very, very similarly. When we were having this discussion, he said to me, you know, the movie Mad Max, um, the most recent one, which is all about water. And we already know, we already know they tell us the truth through entertainment. So um, there's that piece. We could do a whole series mm. of shows about that. Um, but that the entire plot line of there of that movie is there being a shortage of water mm -hmm. and how the people in charge, those in the governing bodies were keeping the water for themselves. This is the truth of more than I even care to share right here, countries in this world. A person that we know very well experienced this exact thing. This shit here must stop. It's not okay. And I'm not <laughs> looking away from it anymore. I'm not gonna not talk about it anymore. I'm not gonna mask it. I'm not gonna act like it's not happening. And I'm gonna get next to people who are about changing the things that we're doing. This is what we're here for. Mm -hmm. 
And it's nice to be awake in stand up in that and have like, um, have my what's in my heart align with what's in my throat and what's coming in um, from above as well. And that being able to push that out in through my heart into my vibratory frequency and drawing to me the people who I know are supposed to be a part of what it is that we are doing and how we are collaborative, collaboratively going to help um, each other share this same message of not just survival anymore, but thriving and how much more we deserve than what we are receiving and how we have on the micro within us individually have accepted less and how that has affected the macro because we have collectively accepted less for far fucking too long. Yeah. And I think it pops off this week. And I do, I feel feel like I'm that peacekeeper. Like when you talk about the different warriors, right? I'm that peacekeeper. So I'm going to try to navigate this in the most mutually respected, kind, compassionate way, but don't get it twisted. Cause I will pull something out of my back pocket <laughs> also. Um, so, but I will reserve that for if I'm in danger or people around me that I love and care about and are trying to protect or in danger. Otherwise I'll just be real sweet just about it just- and really <laughs> stubborn and not, not cave on what I believe to be true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I probably won't fight with you about it or argue about it. We can talk respectfully debate. How open to you are. (laughs) What did I just say? How how open to you are. are. (laughs) How open open am I to? (laughs) How open. Sometimes the translation (laughs) comes in a little sideways. (laughs) They speak in Spanish. Sometimes. They're they're talking over each other. This one over here is trying to. But wait, I'm in line. I have a question. (laughs) I need for her to answer this. Because it's going to lead to another thing. How open, say it again, Shay. How open are you to the possibility that you yourself will be also have your paradigm shifted? Oh, I'm open because that's the whole thing about like um, sharing with other people and especially people who don't see things eye to eye with me or like that respectful debate with people who have a different view on things. Yeah. So I'm open because I'm constantly learning and I know that the more information that I receive, it may shift my perspective on certain things. The key is for me to be really sure about who I am Mm -hmm. intuitively and in my heart and know for sure what I want, what I believe to be true, what in my experience has been proven true and like faith and all those things. So being really staunch in like who I am and where I'm at when I'm opening myself up to a debate with somebody who has new information for me, different information for me, because I'm not going to close that off because I want to be, I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. Mm -hmm. I'm open-minded, like give me all the stuff. And then I can take that and integrate it in a way that, um, that works, you know, discern and integrate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there any subject that you, either one of you feel like you don't want to know the truth of? No. The thing is, is that I don't like to find out that something I suspect that's heinous is the truth. Yeah. But I would rather know the worst truth than be fed a lie. Mm. 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 
I would rather know the worst truth about a person, about this life we're living, about everything. I want to know. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And I may be real sick when I learn. What I can tell you this about. much. Um, protect the children at all costs. Every time. At all costs. They matter more than anything. And that's the child. I learned so much from them. In, in you as well. Like yeah. our own child. Our own um, inner children, our own inner child. And as we go through the things that we're experiencing right now, we are healing in the midst of this moment, our own inner children, and then healing the line going all the way back as we heal that child, the children who were also left behind because of this fucked up programming that we're in as well. And so you said something about compassion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, as people come into the, the truth. Yeah. Well, compassion about the babies inside of each of us. For though. sure. So even talking to a full adult, knowing that their child is inside mm-hmm. of them, what is this? Snake oh, I have to put my do you want to do your thing? <laughs> yes. So I'm going to just draw as we are kind of moving through. And if you have been on for any period of time, uh, that's the snake spirit. <laughs> They're not playing around. They're not playing around. They have some messages that they want to share. Um, time to heal. With us. Yeah, it is a time to heal. I what am number is that? 55. Poor spirit. Poor spirit. Yeah, you're inverted. Freedom is yours. Grasshopper spirit. If we do this, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So this is what I think. This, we are here in this stage. It's time to heal with the snake spirit. I'm not, I don't think I'm quite done yet. Okay. Let me pull these. Okay. Yep. So, so far the snake spirit, I'm just going to rattle them off and then I'll tell you what I think. Um, grasshopper, uh, horse spirit inverted and then grasshopper spirit. No, I'm not going to take that. I'm not doing that. It's going to have to come out a different way. You guys. <laughs> Man, I don't know. This is totally off cool. subject probably. And then also probably still in the same subject, even though it seems different at first, but I was thinking on the way here about men, you know, I think about the men a lot and I was just thinking about like half of them can't even cry. Like they actually physically cannot be brought to tears. Like half of them can't cry and the other half that can are ashamed of it. Mm. Mm. The, so you're talking about like Makes on the, the large scale, half of them can't cry. Mm-hmm. You Are you talking about like just men across the board? Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's a lot that they do that they will never share with anybody. And I think that there's a large, there's a large population of them who are doing the work, but don't, are not comfortable with sharing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That, that I believe too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think there, there are some, I was a woman who couldn't cry for a long time, long time. I wondered if there was something really wrong with me because I could not have a, physical manifestation of the sadness that was within and now shit i'll be out here crying i'll be out here crying about some things but it's definitely deeply um it's a part of 
right? The healing process, even being able to, as we are talking about time to heal, even being able to tap into that at all, like what that looks like and find that space of vulnerability, even within yourself to acknowledge that. So much of the messages, so many of the messages that I have come into contact with lately have been, it's time to heal. It's time to heal. And I'm like, but I, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Like, what do you, they, well, I don't know how to access that. And I know the frustration of hearing that message, understanding that that is the truth of what needs to happen and then not being able to access it, yeah. not being able to step into that place where I am in a place to heal. Now, what that has said to me, I mean, we joke about me being grounded, but I got fucking grounded last week. The axle, the axle in my car straight up broke. When I was driving and I don't drive a slouchy car. It's a pretty decent car. It's got some miles on it, but it's a nice car straight up broke. So I don't have a car right now. We don't have hot water at my house right now. We don't have, um, there's something else that was happening too. That was like, Oh, you need to stay your ass at home. <laughs> so all of these signs to me say like, first of all, the first step in like, if you're really wanting to heal is to get quiet. Mm -hmm. You got to sit with yourself and let whatever is coming up or through come up and come through. With no judgment. Just no let it happen. Just let so it go through. When you're talking about compassion, we've said this before, the person that you should have the most compassion for right now is yourself. Because there are going to be things revealed to you about yourself that are not easy to receive because we have all been in a space previous to now where we have done things unbeknownst to ourselves that were deeply impactful to other people and deeply impactful to ourselves not always in the best light mm -hmm. and so coming into understanding how the choices that we have made have dictated mm, how the choices we have made have hurt honestly hurt other people um, is not going to be easy. So that's on the micro. That's what we're experiencing here. Now blow that up into a worldview. And you have a bunch of people who are understanding how they have contributed potentially to the degradation of our culture and our world and so many societies that have existed within our world. Um, and they didn't know it unknowingly. Yeah. yeah. Unknowingly. And we shouldn't take on a ton of guilt or no. shame around that. We shouldn't take on comes... any guilt or shame in regards yeah. to that. Two useless emotions. Yeah. So like as people start, like if they haven't, I just know that if somebody hasn't sat and had that stuff come up, mm -hmm. it's real easy that when you start doing that to have a lot of guilt and shame, like, oh my God, like, especially, you know, we're all out here trying to do the best thing. So yeah. when you try to do the best thing, for you and the ones around you and then you have a moment of like reflection that shows you you've done otherwise mm -hmm. that can hurt oh oh my time. god it hurts you know? so bad yeah so not I, to like yep. lay on that shame mm -hmm. and doesn't serve anybody exactly oh, i remember having a conversation with you one time it was so enlightening too and it was around the whole black life movement thing right are we gonna talk about it or are we just gonna sit here and act like it's okay for us to say that one life matters more than another when it is not the case. We're all a bunch of fucking aliens out here living on yeah. one planet together. Do not get it twisted. Unity over everything. I just need to say that because no, I'm, I'm sick of that too yeah. as well. 
and it was around that time. And I just remember there was like verbiage I used that I did, I wasn't even aware of. And it wasn't like specific words or sure. terms. It just had to be like with the way I was thinking, I was like helping. Mm-hmm. And then thankfully we could have an open, honest conversation. Oh, about I remember that. Right? And yes. I was like, I couldn't I believe no that I, I had no idea yeah. that I was like, um, like part of the problem basically mm. you know with mm-hmm. not wanting to admit that yeah <laughs> right, right? but not being aware of it like the, and it's specifically what it was so i'm not like tap dancing around anymore it was like i was passionate about like helping people right like help people and i remember we talked and you were like we don't need no help and i was like damn right y'all don't need no fucking help out here and then <laughs> just that phrase of me saying that was like something that was impactful in a negative way but and hurtful in some ways and i had no idea you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so it's just it's just yeah it's just i'm gonna give you some homework I <laughs> I don't know if I got time for homework, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, I think you would really enjoy looking into this homework, no, I, I and will. I'm going to challenge the I'm people out there to look into so this forget. a little bit, too, in regards to what is happening with the division and identity politics and separations there. Critical race theory. Ooh, Ooh okay. They banned that yeah. As well, they should. Some fucked up shit. Did. I think yeah. they banned it, it being taught in school yeah. in Florida. Right. Just recently, just this past week. You want to talk about inversion? Go ahead and do that. We can talk about that on mm-hmm. after Juneteenth. How about Yay. that? <laughs> yeah. About that I was like, we are already at our one hour yeah. mark. I, we are we trying, to yeah. trying to? Um, I have a really good friend who is on course <laughs> Yeah, I have a really good friend who's on one of these coasts out here. I'm not going to blow up their spot. <laughs> but when we get that voice modulator and we figure out how to do that, we're definitely going to speak to this person. Um, they are personally experiencing something very, very impactful in their own lives in regards to critical race theory and how um, insidious, another word, like put it on the board, things that you can put on the board, integrity, compassion, insidious in regards to how real evil and i'm not talking about the darkness that exists in you that you have not shed light on that is just parts of you that you need to look at i'm talking about actual beings creatures who i really truly believe that human beings are not capable of this level of evil i really believe that in my heart I feel like it has been shown to me that that is the case, but there are, we occupy this planet with a lot that is, does not share our DNA. That's just a fact, right? And so some of these creatures exist in real positions of power and have for a really, really long time. And so one of the things that they are best at is inserting themselves into these positions. <laughs> What's funny? Sorry, Why are you tripping? Because I just love this. You like it? You're like, yeah, we're doing it. It's happening. Oh, no, like, oh, I'm going to go. You're like, it's coming. same hope for humanity that they do right and so it's real sneaky and has been for a really really 
really, really, really long time. So insidious is definitely a word that um, needs to go up on that board too. Just be mindful out here. Come back into your heart space more than anything. So we'll put that on the board too. Put a pin in your heart. <laughs> put a pin in your heart and just remember. Um, and the work that you're doing, this is remembrance right here. Whenever you say something or something resonates with you and it re resonates, meaning rings through your body as truth, this is our first line of defense. Your body is your first line of defense against anything that is false. If you are in a place of alignment and have created the space in your body for truth to ring through, ways that you can, that you can be deceived within your body, the food, the water, the music, anything that is going to change the internal structure can create the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it. The heart is desperately wicked and who can know it because we have been saddled with all of these ways to not know ourselves, to be blinded to the truth of ourselves. There's one more word that I cannot say that has to do with putting things in your body with a pointy thing. This is another way that we cannot necessarily trust the truth um, that exists in our bodies and the ways that it is supposed to reverberate um, with the truth of who we are. Um, I feel like we, I mean, this is the crux of the show, right? This is what it is that we do is grounded spiritual and having these discussions that are very real about how to take I can't even tell you. What do we take? The red pill? One of those. We take one of those <laughs> pills that shows the truth. But how to how to not just take the pill, but how to also integrate that pill into your body so that you can begin to see as the veil um, is thinned. Um, and how do you, how do you know personally that it's the heart? I already know the answer actually. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, cause it's, it's me. I'm asking myself and you too. It's right. like, and everybody really. So how do you know what's true? Even when you're presented with a new school of information, right? Cause then, cause I don't necessarily, and it could be cause I'm still navigating some things sure. and getting, getting real tight in me, but I don't necessarily um, align with all facts of one umbrella. Right. So mm -hmm. even like even going into like the woo woo, like where you're where you're tiptoeing around right now, mm -hmm. there's a whole realm of like it's this, this, that and that. And then mm -hmm. for me, I'm still kind of like, well, I mean, that could just be another like school of thought, sure. you know, or mm -hmm. idea. But it's well constructed. There's a lot of details in it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people believe in that mm -hmm. fully, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, how do you inside yourself understand when something when you're aligned and something is true in that whole umbrella of idea that falls under that category is real. Right. Which kind of brings up a good point because of the way stuff does get delivered out. Mm -hmm. They'll deliver the truth with like a lot of smoke and mirrors. The 66% rule. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, about that like, after, yeah, a while. and so that is a good, you know, how do I do that? Totally, how do we do that? Yeah, sift through that. So when something that feels true to me is delivered to me, well, first, when information is presented, I run it through my own internal system. Like, how does that feel 
first of all, how does it feel to hear X, Y, Z? In the physical body? In the physical body. How does it feel to hear that truth, right? And so I've done a lot of work. We have done a lot of work to clear out um, all of these layers of trauma that exist that inform your existence, right? And so that trauma comes through as emotional, spiritual, mental, um, physical, uh, abuse. And not, now that is all encompassing. That does not mean that I'm talking about my parents. That is, that is society and things that I have experienced that have been, um, impactful to me in a negative way. Right. So I've worked really hard to sift through that. We already talked about break method. We talked about being able to decipher things mentally and take what is mine and, and do away with the extra. Right. And so I've, come to a place where I can see some things pretty clearly. I came here with those of you who are astrological nerds out there. If you were to look at my chart, I came here with an intuitive system that is geared to only see the truth. Now where I have, um, meaning I'm Scorpio sun, cancer moon, Aries rising that, and that is it. Mars, Leo, 24 degrees, all of these things all point to like, she is really psychic. We're going to give her these things. Now, the other end of that spectrum is all of the information that was presented to me through my formative years that programmed me to not believe myself, right? So I had to undo all of that trauma, a lot of the trauma and get rid of it so that I could hear myself and understand my own identity first understand my own identity first. And then with the movement out here, moving in my body, putting Mm -hmm. myself back in my body, back in touch with my body so that I know me and my body are in communication and my body can tell me about what's happening in the world around me. Mm -hmm. So being in touch with my body, understanding how my brain works and the patterning that exists in my brain. And then so when information comes in, and I run it through my system, first, I check how it feels. Where does it show up in my body? Mm -hmm. Do I feel it in my heart? Oh, man. This morning. (sighs) Like, all across my heart, like, lots of warming, lots of heat through my heart. If there is a lie that is presented, or if there is information that I know I need to share or react to, I feel it in my throat, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If there is an extreme, like maybe subconscious connection or psychic connection that happens, I feel pressure in my head. I like, okay. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. pressure right here. I feel pressure back here. If there is something that I need to just trust myself with, even though I don't know the answers to it, I feel it in my gut. Yeah. If there is something, like if my... If I'm in a state of um, creation and allowing um, channels, allowing for spirit to co-create with me, I feel it in all of my ovaries <laughs> and all of my my cervix and my uterus and all of my female parts. I feel it in my second chakra, like big time. If I feel like I want to have sex, chances are I need to make something. And not necessarily another human. Not necessarily (laughs) another human. I need to make 
make something. I need to be writing. I need to be creating art. I need to be moving in my body. If I feel something that, um, if I feel like my home or my space that I exist in is maybe compromised or one of my children is, there's some questions there. I feel it in my root, right? I feel it in that space where those things are the foundation of those those things exist. Sometimes that means that you got to purge. <laughs> Sometimes that means you got to pee. That whole flight or flight, fight or flight thing and how you feel in your root chakra when something you're presented with something that is challenging, that's real. We got to get in our bodies and start to read these messages that are coming through. Because like I said, that's our first line of defense, understanding yeah. how these things exist in our bodies, number one. And then this is where that the next piece honestly has nothing to do with me. Um, when I receive that information and I'm running it through, I start to see, I'm paying attention. I'm starting to see how these things, whatever the idea is, is occurring in the outside world. Mm -hmm. And it starts to just show up as confirmation, right? We talk about coincidence. We talk about um, serendipity. I don't believe in it. I've just seen too many times how things have lined up. I'll get a psychic hit or I'll have some information come in and then I will see it with my own two eyes <laughs> happen over there and be like, did anybody else just see that? I just finished saying how we needed to heal right here. Oh, there it is. And how the snake is healing the first card that we pulled. So then you start to see the evidence. The universe will always show you. It's just a matter of our, our, we talk about the veil being thin, this thinning of the veil that exists over our eyes so that we can see the truth. We have to do all of this work. This is where it comes back to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, why does Jesus matter? And why he matters for a lot of reasons, but he came here. What when people say that Jesus saves, <laughs> I don't think previous to now, we have had the words to articulate how he actually did that. And he came with a whole host of cohorts who were doing the same thing. John the Baptist before him, Elijah, um, Mary Magdalene, Mary, his own mother. These are our people who had, who were not the son of God, but who also came equipped with the ability to heal themselves from the inside out. He came as our, I believe, the greatest example of how we can actually move in this way with our bodies. And if you want to look at Jesus as a yogi, go ahead. Yeshua makes these moves out here. We communicate in that way. Um, he taught us how to overcome the same things that we're talking about be in touch with our bodies be in touch with our breath be in touch with the truth of who we are because that truth of who we are exists in the connection and everything that exists in the outside world that is fabricated by this world is created to create a void in between the connection between ourselves and divine and Jesus came to bridge that gap by showing us how to live in that in a way that creates that connection and galvanizes that connection. So there is no fear in regards to death, because once we start to understand that 
there is death is separation. And once you heal that space where we once thought that there was separation or disconnection, and you see that there is no separation, there is no disconnection, it is all false, you have overcome death. And so when you're looking at how Jesus saves, that's a whole move. The ways that I think that Christianity missed that is by teaching us the step-by-step how to actually do that how to actually overcome death, which is just the disconnection because they were so focused on, um, at least in my experience growing up as a Southern Baptist girl, they were so focused on the fear mongering and the rule following that they, yes, that they forgot to teach about the heart. And so in the heart is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. He's, I mean, he is the heart. So when they talk about accepting Jesus in here, it's a trip, first of all, and you know this, for me to even be talking about Jesus right now because of the journey that I've been through. But I, um, my own testimony is one of like coming full circle and really being able to see um, and understand how the red words really, that's one of my favorite things that you've ever said to me, by the way, um, how the red words are really everything. Um, yes, I'm glad I asked you that question because I knew that you would unpack it in yeah. the way you did. And thank you because that was beautifully articulated. Oh, and you're welcome. I'll probably help the people. So, so basically, mean, what would Jesus people. do? <laughs> I mean, it's so silly, right? To be, well, what would Jesus do? And we're so afraid to say that as a society and to even <laughs> accept that that's it's as simple as that. This in the show notes should say trigger warning. <laughs> Every trigger you've ever had. Is we may get a lot of like. On I love it. We're not, uh, listen, um, we're not holding back anymore at all. Okay, so let's do this real quick. We're comfortable out here. Yeah. In the YouTube universe. That's right. We'll see what happens, how, yeah. how banned we are. Snake yeah. Spirit is asking us to heal on a massive scale. And it's asking us. <laughs> this is what's funny about it. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. The things are coming up. Um, you will either make yourself sicker or you will invest in your own holistic health because you don't have a choice that's coming to the surface. You don't get to dictate the way this viper moves. And if I'm you're sorry. in that muck and don't know where to go to or who to talk to, you just know you don't want it to make you sicker, mm-hmm. reach out. Because even if it's not us, we're good at putting people where they need to be. That's exactly right. Right. Guidance. That's what this is about. Teaching and guidance for sure. Okay. Um, so the horse spirit came inverted. This is my favorite card. Were we talking about this the other day? I got it at Cherrywood. Yeah. it It matters a lot. Um, so freedom is yours, but it's inverted because we don't believe that it's true. It has always been up to us. Look at these numbers. 55, 33, which is Yeshua's number. Um, we've got a 30, sorry, Shay, with right? the grasshopper spirit. And then we've got a 44, reclaim your power with the panther spirit. You got 33, 44, 55, and 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so horse spirit, uh, freedom, inverted. Because we don't think it's possible collectively, but it is possible. You have to 
mm, a lot of it has to do with your belief and your inner belief system and not looking away from the truth that you know that exists and really trusting the information that's coming through, really honestly putting two and two together and discovering that two and two you've been told that it's four but it's not really four it's infinite it's all it's so much more than that it's so much more than that um grasshopper spirit take a leap of faith <laughs> they're really playing around over mm -hmm. here today um so taking a leap of faith in this belief system that you are establishing with yourself once you are in this healing space and you have understood that freedom is actually yours and you have had compassion for the fact that it when you understand that it has always been yours it has always been yours it is always up to you to release the things to go through the steps even though it is scary to release the things that no longer serve you you can do that at any moment at any time at any time we've talked before mm -hmm. a lot about how um i think in the beginning you were somewhat apprehensive both of you i think were somewhat apprehensive about um like the timing of the healing like i this is it in some ways it felt like insurmountable like oh it's gonna take me some time to do x y and z no it can happen like that mm -hmm. if you choose it if you choose it it can happen like that that's out there too there are some of you watching right now who i know personally who are struggling with the their belief that they can change their life you have to adopt it as a belief in taking a leap of faith, having faith that there is something greater out there that is in ultimate support of you and your soul and wants to see you win. Because exactly. it's true. It and wants to see you taught win. otherwise. Like that's mm -hmm. why the children are so important because we come in and we know, and then we're told through experiences and it happens to all of us. And it doesn't matter what the home life was like, what the environment was like, whatever the scenario is, the same thing happens where we believe that we cannot trust our intuition and something happens in, in that growth phase, that youth part of our life that again, we come in, we know we're connected, we know our intuition is correct, that we are stardust. And then we're told or taught or our environment changes that belief. And then we have to like peel back those mm. layers mm. and then get back down to it because that's the only way you'll know what's true and real and how you can establish your own faith. Absolutely. And last, I think the culmination, this is perfect. I. Um, had a note yesterday um just that there are there are definitely big cats in my mm -hmm. we know this is true that there are big cats in my field in my vibratory field on my team um and i will i will say this one of the most important things that you could do for yourself is sit in meditation and ask who is helping you ask and at, you tell you don't ask this you tell the ones that are not there for your highest good to leave they have no business and no dominion in your space. You are a sovereign being and they need to leave, first of all. Second of all, ask them who's out here helping you. I've had several come in and tell me, we know about Link. 
um, we know about my grandmother is very, very prominent right now. Um, she's come through and she, I think, is the old lady who's in the rocking chair. Oh, nice. Smoking her cigarette, mm-hmm. talking shit. That's <laughs> definitely her. Um, and then several others who, um, one of which is... It plugs in, but I guess the cord is too heavy. But it shouldn't be. 